I mean, seriously, I've been playing basketball with this guy for 18 months. He, he looks at my arm and goes, is that a new tattoo? I'm like, <laughs> I've had like full sleeve on my right arm for about 10 years now. Like, nah, dude, it's always been there. Is he mental? No, he's a pretty switch on guy. He's a school teacher. Right. So, just not just very unobservant. <laughs> it's a bit hard to miss, right? Especially basketball where you're not even wearing sleeves. Yeah. What a dope. No excuses. Did you? What did you say to him? What the fuck? Oh, look, I was not unkind about it, but, you know, probably marked him down a bit. <laughs> Less respect. What a retard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We, we had a rough game this week. We only had three people available to play. So we got a couple of ring-ins. Yep. Still on. Was it because of the ring-ins that you won? One dude I'd played with before when we played in a social team. Yep. But he hadn't played for a few months. This other guy was bullshit though. He was like 6'5". Could jump like crazy. He probably scored about 40 points for us. It was pure bullshit. So it was an actual, actual ring-in. Yeah. You know what? No regrets. Fair enough. Do, um, do it for the win. Have you been looking at any any funny news stories this week, Al? Because I've got I've got a, one that's going to make you piss your pants. Well, that sounds pretty good. The main one I saw was that story about Taserball. This thing I didn't even know existed. Right. It was like early 2010s. It was one of like those extreme sport ideas that some dude tried to create, a, create out of nowhere, try and flog it off on TV. It was kind of the same sort of era of the slam ball the the basketball on trampolines yep um but the idea with taser ball was a bit like a bit like rugby i guess but if you had the ball your opponents could hit you with a taser and like try and make you drop the ball from so they hit you with a taser or the ball is electrified no just because you got the ball means you're fair game and they can hit you with a taser right almost like a tackle but just is this like gaelic football it would have looked a lot like it i imagine just full on you can just punch someone in the head fair free for all um but the rule was you could only use the taser if someone had the ball but it just went nowhere it kind of like lived a brief shining life on social media as if people wouldn't be just like jabbing the taser into people and the ref's not looking well yeah <laughs> imagine that would have happened ridiculous pretty ridiculous and yeah to know no one's surprised no such thing as taser ball taser ball anymore fair enough so I, I was uh, just flicking through the news and headline comes up about Bush Mechanic. Mm-hmm. So this guy gets pulled over in uh, Western Sydney, I think it was. Don't does, quote me on that. But does Western Sydney count as a Bush Mechanic? Well, you wait till you hear <laughs> what happens. So they pulled him over for a defect, ball tyres. So they show a picture of his tyres and there's like metal hanging out of them. They were that fucked. Open up the bonnet and there's like one of those blowers that they use for like a home jumping castle. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's got that sort of tied into the inlet manifold. Right, he thinks it's like and an electric like, turbo. Yeah, 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 that's like better performance because it's like a supercharger. Oh my God. <laughs> from a from a bounce house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Fucking um, ridiculous. Was was he charged? I mean, is that well, illegal? Looked at, or? His engine certainly wasn't charged. <laughs> I mean, what is a, a supercharger? What, that's like 10,000 RPM or something? I don't that's think probably it's probably more. I don't think it's the RPM that's a big thing. It's the amount of air that it's pumping into, like the amount of pressure. So I don't think in it. I don't think that would have made any difference to help it whatsoever. It was on like a VS Commodore too, so it wasn't anything Makes special. Sense. <laughs> I remember a Roadkill episode. Those guys on YouTube did where they had two, you know, your lawn blower style yeah. motors. They had. Two well, let's think. That's where this bloke got it from because that was in the story. You know, he thought it was a lawn blower. Right. Lawn blower, but it's like. At least those things actually had a bit of power to them. And they, they put it on the dyno, I think, and found out that it did give them a bit of, a tiny bit of boost. But it was Yeah, I can't imagine it being ghetto. a whole lot, though. Um, I think they took it to an extreme where they put about 12 of them on a trailer. Yep. And then had a giant hose through the body of the car and then into the, like you say, into the inlet manifold. What a dumbass. And they, they got a bit of power, but it was just a mess. As you can imagine. <laughs> so talking to Western Sydney, I was up at um, Liverpool during the week and went to Costco. You love a bit of Costco. I don't mind Costco. It's all right. Anyway, it was pretty funny. Buy 10 pairs of jeans? Nah, no. Nah, we just got, <laughs> we just got there for a few things, kilo bags of chips and stuff. Um, anyway, we're at the counter getting served and there's these um, people getting served next to us 
and there was a bit of a weird conversation starting to go off like you could hear it was getting a bit heated so I sort of turned around to have a look see what was going on right and it turns out that the daughter and boyfriend or daughter and brother whatever it was had brought their dad's Costco membership card up and they must have gotten like the store manager or something because he was an American so I'm just going to assume that he was probably a bit further higher up the food chain in Costco because <laughs> right because it's obviously they, American store shipping the uh, managers yeah so and he was like no no I'll, I'll keep the card thanks and they're like what and he's like well it's not your card it's policy, store policy if if you try and use somebody else's card we keep the card and they can come get it back themselves but, that must... but the funny thing was they were like took the trolley of all their shopping and they were like not having that either wouldn't let them have it well I mean imagine it's all under the same policy you have to be a, actually be a member to buy the stuff yeah but these people started blowing up they're like well we just want to take my dad's card back and they're like no no he can come get it when he wants it but that must happen every single day someone using well I, I imagine it probably happens every single day but how many people actually get busted for it or how many people like the staff probably just go oh, fuck it not my problem well exactly I mean Costco actually has a decent reputation for paying their staff well yeah as opposed to well certainly in the states opposed to stuff like Walmart where seems like the staff get you know exploited pretty hard um it's one of the things that people respect about costco but again you're not paying me enough on the costco register for me to be doing a thorough id check on everyone that's coming through to buy two liters of vodka gonna make a horrible noise go for it there's a fucking bird and it keeps coming up on the (laughs) it's all right it's nature there it goes <laughs> Bit of birds, okay? That's all right. Anyway, oh fuck, there was a louder one there. Can't. I always suspect when something like that happens, they've kind of been jerks to the person on the register. No, they hadn't been. No, that was a thing. That's bizarre, then. Yeah. Or, but or, do you know? Can if, I tell you? Can I say something about sounding racist? Because this is not a racist thing. Statement of fact. It's statement of fact. They were Asians. Right. And I'm wondering whether or not they thought they could get there and just go. Oh, everyone thinks that we all look alike. Because well, they got you got your photo on the back of your Costco card. Well, the master plan didn't work then. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what it might have been? It might have been a rookie person on the register, so they're already kind of they're fresh and new and still sticking to the rules. Now this bloke, this bloke, was, I'm sure this bloke was in charge because he also said something funnier earlier. Because we'd gone and got lunch first, right? And and he was asking other staff members um, who was supposed to be working where, like he was a managerial position. He was giving off that sort of, but wait a minute, this is where it gets funny. But you're saying that manager dude got called over, right? Yeah. So No, 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 no. He was working. He was, he was just, just working the register. He, he'd come and help because the registers were packed. So I think he'd come and open up another register yeah. to get people moving. Well, there you go. That's that's it then. I, I, I thought you meant it was standard cashier called the manager over. Yeah. But that's what's happened. The manager guy's on the thing. He cares about the rules. He's checking out the card and going, hang on, buddy. Busted. Mm. Confiscated the card, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you know <what's> extra funny about that story? <laughs> All I can think is like, that again, that stereotype of angry Asian parent, like giving the kid a backhand. Yeah. Because he lost the card. He lost my card. <laughs> Disrespected the family. Yeah. Dishonor. <laughs> <laughs> we can never go to Costco again. So the dude also said when he walked past me that time before, he said... Is is where's Carol from apparel? And I'm just thinking, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, if your name was Carol, which is the worst section for you to work in in the shop, apparel. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was on my way to the toilet, which was lucky because I nearly pissed myself when he fucking said it. <laughs> so anyway, going back to Costco, I have a burger report. So Costco actually do burgers now. Uh, I've seen. The Costco hot dog, that's quite famous. And the Costco pizza. Yep. So they're they're branching out to... They're doing the cheeseburger now. And it is fucking ginormous, as you'd imagine. The the beef's got to be that thick. Like an inch. A good inch thick. This is radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just... (laughs) It's about an inch thick. And it's like medium cooked. So it's still pink in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they... I don't think they cook the meat. Like the meat's not... Fresh, fresh, like it's not straight off the, the thing, but it's 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 in like a one like like McDonald's use those trays that keep them hot. Yeah. But you can tell it's not been in there long, and they put it in a brioche bun, and it's got like a special sauce which is very much like McDonald's Big Mac sauce. Yep. Have you read it? 
Mate, it's all right. What was the what was the price tag on that? I think it was like it's either three dollars eighty nine or three something like that. It's not expensive. Man, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. So we're all over that. So I know we've I've I've certainly supported the idea of Burger Gong. We need a Costco in uh, Wollongong. That's what's oh. that's telling me. Well, we could always do with a Costco in Wollongong. <laughs> Love it. Well, I reckon that down at Warrawong Bunnings now it's closing down. That'd be prime spot for it. Yeah, I just don't see that they'll do it, to be honest with you. Well, I think it'd be question marks whether it'd even be big enough to get a proper Costco. Oh, yeah, it would be. I reckon it would definitely be big enough. Anyway, man can dream. Yeah. I think if Costco moved into Warrawong... They'd slay. Oh, yeah, in Warrawong, they'd kill it. Go ballistic. I reckon the mall across the road would go out of fucking business. I'd be okay with that. (laughs) Would you, though? Because you'd lose one of the burger shops in there. Fuck that shit. I've been to two new burger places this week, and they're both kick ass yeah right I think I think the burger economy is strong we could we could take that hit yeah what burger place do you go to <laughs> so during the week we went uh, downtown to a new place on Lower Crown Street yep. called Soko right bit of a like a little trendy bar thing but they have the, the menu on during the day as well so just went with their standard sort of classic cheeseburger there it was pretty good they had a, a special one for a crocodile bite entree sort of like a crumbed and fried crocodile chunks oh good man yeah you're right i'm not a big fan of crocodile tastes like chicken no it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't but <laughs> it's fucking fishy and horrible they um sort of had the like american south sort of theme to the menu so yeah. i guess it's the closest they could get to like gator bites you use, you use get the frozen gator there. can you well you know you source your local product well, maybe you could eat a gecko while you're in there <laughs> um and today it was quite a good sort of coincidence that my son was playing soccer in Kayama. I'd been told about a, a decent burger place in Kayama Downs there, so just north of Bombo, yep. called Stacks, And yeah, it was that place, yeah. extraordinary. We kind of got there probably more of a brunch than a lunch, yep. but they do burgers, the burger menu all day. Yep. Went for, again for their sort of classic cheeseburger, and it was excellent. Yeah, right. I think the highlight on that one was they had a really, really sort of gooey American cheddar on it. It just melted to perfection. Right. So, man... Again, Kayama, maybe a little bit outside of the, the Burger Gong radius, but I'm, I'm in favour of being inclusive rather than exclusive. Into, into Burger Gong. <laughs> well, well, how, like, where, where is it going to stop? I think if we sort of say a half an hour radius around Wollongong Central, you can kind of just squeeze them in. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, it raises the question, how far would you go for, for, a, burger? A, for a good burger? Well, I went to Costco, so... But well, I didn't go there just yeah, for a burger. Exactly. I had to go and pick up my motorbike from from Penrith, and so I was on my way back and decided to stop in there. So, Costco. How much is the Costco membership in Australia? It's like fifty bucks, something like that. Yeah, I, I read about that being one of their main actual sources of revenue because the prices on all their stuff is so low, and that's their philosophy. Is some some of their stuff is and some isn't like, it, but they don't compromise quality either. Is the thing, so it might not be the cheapest hair shampoo you could get. No, no, what I'm saying is if you can, some, sometimes, if you compare the brands, sometimes it's cheaper to buy it from Woolies or well, from Coles. Fuck Costco, then no. <laughs> no, I mean, just some things. So you just got to be a bit smart about it. The dog food, I don't know what it is. Their pet food is fucking horrendous, the price. It's mental. It's so expensive. Seems weird, yeah. But they've got over 50 million members worldwide, so it's like $4 yeah. billion dollars revenue just on the membership alone. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got Costco's everywhere now. They're in the UK. So, but yeah. it's an interesting psychological trick where it makes you feel like there's a, a sunken cost and it's like, well, I've spent $50. I've got to make that back on savings. And it's what part of what draws people into the store, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's like if someone gives you a, a voucher or something for your birthday, most of the time you kind of slack about it and it's like, oh shit, this thing's only good for another week. I better go and use it. Yeah. That's how we ended up at the Blue Mountains last weekend. Oh, because you have a voucher. We uh, had a fundraiser at the kids' school, and it was a silent auction. We got tickets to Scenic World up there. Yeah. And just forgot about that shit. Yeah. And it's like, shit, we better get our asses up to the Blue Mountains. That thing's about to expire. Yeah, right. Fair enough. That was, um, that was an interesting trip, actually. Really? I, I had a mental image of the place being just like rickety death traps, like just rusty old dodgy equipment. Yeah. And fair enough. I mean, they've got historic photos up there, and that's what it used to be like. But that place is prime time now. It is set up, brand new facilities, brand new machines. What is it? 
So it's up in the Blue Mountains, right near the uh, Three Sisters. Yeah. So it's like a central sort of visitor center. And from that one hub, you've got a Skyway cable car, which goes across the gorge. Yeah. You can do some bushwalks to the Three Sisters. So this is what Scenic World is? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just like going up to the Blue Mountains normal, because I've been up there plenty of times. Yeah, but you can get like a pass and it lets you sort of have unlimited travel on the, the Sky, the cable cars. And uh-huh. you've got um, this cable railway. It's the world's steepest railway. It comes down at like, it must be yeah, about a 45 it. degree angle. It's Yeah, it's mental. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but man, we got there pretty early. It was a pretty good strategy because we got to go and do most of that stuff without too many crowds. But by the time we tipped out, it was overflowing. Yeah. And you can always tell when a place is making cash by how many staff they've got on. They must have like 60 people working at this joint. Yeah. Like checking tickets, working gift shops, all that sort of stuff. So that place was just raking it in. Every time I've gone to the Blue Mountains, it's always been packed with, with overseas tourists. Yeah, well, it must be one of the sort of main attractions. Yeah. And fair enough, man, because it was beautiful. It was pretty cold. We had very, very light snow, but uh, beautiful, sort of sunny, clear day. Yep. Kids kids loved it. Even even got down into the, the rainforest there, which is... Didn't get lost? No, and um, it was probably a good way to do it because not a lot of the, the, the tourists were being bothered to go that far. Yep. I just kind of stick into the rides, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah, so... Good holiday. Can you... I don't know if you can call it a holiday if you've got young kids with you. Like, it's hard to relax because they're always either being entertained or wanting to be entertained. And I'm not complaining about it, but very different from, um, you know, a holiday where it's just like two grown-ups going and chilling and having a bit of downtime. That's why I always think a cruise is the best way to go, man. I can't bring myself. Dude, I, I reckon you should do it <laughs> just to try it. Do you know why? Because you have kids and that's why it's perfect for people like you because the kids go off to kids club and and you think, oh, they won't, they won't like it. <laughs> oh, Guaranteed that you won't see them the whole holiday. I wouldn't be worried about that, but you've described the cruise attracting families, attracting kids. So then I'm stuck on a boat with all these other people's kids. Yeah, but then you go to the adult retreat at the back of the ship. You can't go in unless you're it's over like 18. A, a velvet rope. That stops the pretty kids. much no kids there. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, cruise is the way to go with families. If you're taking the kids on a holiday, when I took Hadrian, best holiday we've had. Yeah, I mean, I think we've fairly nailed it with our Easter trips down to Pambula. Yeah, because it's kind of just that shoulder season, so the place isn't busy, the beach is beautiful, and you can just actually kick back and relax. And then you're in an environment where the kids can go off and do their own thing, like they can go and do the playground, yep, ride their bikes, whatever it is. That was that's more of a holiday than this sort of trip away, because uh, that was just kind of just non-stop action. Yeah, that's okay. Like I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'd just maybe just exclude it from the holiday category <laughs> for that reason. Well, it was just a weekend away, isn't it? Yeah, well, because of that silent auction. Fuck the silent Bang. auction. No, it was good. So I've got a very deep philosophical question for you. Mm-hmm. This this came up. What's the difference between cupcake and a muffin because to me it kind of looks like the same thing well i'm gonna i'm gonna say visually a cupcake i would say wouldn't have anything baked in it in with it so it's just like a bit of sponge right and then you put some icing and shit on the top right so that's a cupcake and it's and it's very flat on the top whereas a muffin it sort of overflows overflows And it's and like you can have stuff in it. So you've got blueberries and muffins or you've got chocolate chip muffins. It's cooked within the sponge, I guess. And they don't you don't put anything on top of a muffin. But there's nothing stopping you. No, there's nothing stopping you, but then it would be a I guess you could call it a muffin cake or a cup muffin. You've you've missed you've missed the joke, Dave. Combine the two. Muff cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it because it sounds lewd. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there'd be too many people that'd be interested in buying them. They'd be wanna, too worried to get fucking pubes stuck in their they throat. They don't want to eat my muff cakes? No, I, I don't like pubes stuck in your throat. It's not good. <laughs> I, uh, and the, the only way they'd be good is if you actually made them the icing on the top, make it look like a vagina. You never know. There could be a market for that. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't be, who are you going to sell them to? You're not going to be able to sell them in a general shop because people will be like, oh, you can't have that shit. There's going to be kids coming here. Oh, maybe it's one of those sort of PR generation sort of things. You know, no, no publicity like bad publicity. How does that go? Any publicity is good, good publicity. publicity. Yeah. 
showing my marketing skills there. Yep. <laughs> did you do you know the technical difference between a cake and a biscuit? Yes. Isn't it something to do with the crunchiness or something or the? Oh, you're so close. It's because I know Jaffa Cake had this problem because in the UK, biscuits. It's probably have, like laws about it. Isn't there, 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 no, there is. So. <laughs> They don't have GST, they have VAT, which is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Biscuits yeah, attract that. VAT or GST, but, but cake cakes don't. Yeah. And Jaffa Cake didn't want to put the price up when VAT got re- all the rest of it. So they were like, no, no, that's that's the way it is. It's staying because it's cake. And they're like, well, it's a biscuit. Because they are very much like a biscuit. But it was to do with the fact that it wasn't crunchy. It was, it was a cake base bottom, like a spongy bottom. So what happened? Well, they won because of how it was based what the difference was between a biscuit and a cake I don't know the exact technical side of it but it's something to do with the crunchiness I'm sure it is I think if the thing's called a Jaffa cake and it's always been called a Jaffa cake then you probably get get a few points for that reason well the only problem is when they go stale they do get crunchy now that now you're on the on the money biscuits don't go stale when a biscuit goes stale it becomes softer uh, right. and conversely a cake when it becomes stale becomes harder right so that's that's the that's the technical di- difference between the two. Fair enough. But I, I still reckon this cupcake muffins they're having a laugh. It's the same thing. Do so muffin, but muffins are more bread like, aren't they? And they've got some sort of bread mixture to them, or don't muffins? Oh, I don't have a clue how you make that shit. But muffins would go stale, whereas I don't think cakes go stale. Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Bring bring out the muff cake, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> I know it's disturbingly sort of thirsty name for a, a bakery good yeah but it's, you get that you get surprised by that stuff sometimes like we started watching this show on netflix about glass blowing but what, what are you doing with your life watching shit like that i don't know you in the evenings you kind of got to put on something family friendly while the kids are still up so you can't put on sopranos right so you got to have something that's fairly mild so some of these i don't know i think you should put the sopranos on in front of them i mean let's just let's just get them you know, used to the harsh realities of life as soon as possible. What? Of New Jersey mob life? Yeah. Yeah, important. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this, this glass-blowing show, so it's reality TV sort of contest. These different artists are making stuff out of glass, whoever's the best, whatever. Yep. But the terminology they use in this show is disgustingly filthy. Like, if you've got a perverse mind, so maybe I'll just dollar myself in, but... Yep. Um, part of the process for doing the glass is they got to put the sh- their glass back into like a, a kiln to keep it hot mm. so you can only work it when it's hot yep. they call the these little kilns glory holes so every time they're talking about a glory hole stick it in the glory hole yep. it, yeah. I got, maybe I've got problems maybe maybe you should watch um, 9 out of 10 cats do, do countdown have you ever seen that? because there's a fucking you, hilarious you've just made that up no I haven't <laughs> what is that? It's Jimmy Carr hosts a show. Do you know, oh, the, well, he's a filthy bastard, yeah. So there's a show in England called Countdown, and it's usually you like university. It's the the letters and numbers. And yeah, but the nine out of ten cats is is so nine out of ten cats is a, is a different show, and it's comedians, and they have Jimmy Carr hosts it, and then they have two people that are like team captains, and then whatever. Where you go? So once so a like, week they do so nine out like, of tens. Nine out of ten cats do Countdown. So they do a countdown episode, right? But they have the, so they have the same people like the they have um, the same chick Rachel doing the numbers, and they have the other one. All oh, right, so it's a proper crossover. Yeah, and then they but, <laughs> but they do all the filthy shit. It's like X R rated or whatever. Yeah. But so they were saying that about um, one of the people the other day. He was he said to her, "Oh, so what have you been looking into to today, apart from glory holes?" Right. <laughs> And everyone's just like pissing themselves laughing, going, such an unnecessary joke to say to somebody who's not even a comedian who usually works on the... She's a lexicographer. Yeah, but she'd, <laughs> she'd be up for the crack, surely. Oh, yeah. Well, she was, she didn't get it at first. Everyone else oh, was crying. And she's just like... Ugh. So what, she... Oh, she's... Apparently, she's one of those people that's like super smart with words, but she doesn't get sexual innuendos. There's no ambiguity about Glory Hole, though. Yeah. If, it, if any of our listeners are confused, hit the Googles and yeah. be prepared. <laughs> so yeah we think we're watching this wholesome family tv show and they the artists have to work with like a an offsider like a little apprentice style person it's a two-man job because one person's got to blow down the pipe while, the they're, spins it or while they're shaping the glass yeah 
so they're forever saying no no softer 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 no blow harder blow harder it's filthy again if it's you've got, you, if you've got you. problems it's your you've got problems i'm going with you got problems <laughs> but the glory hole took it over the top really you can call it anything <clears throat> well it's, it's, it's probably been called a glory hole for a lot longer than like it's probably an ancient thing, whereas people saying stick your dick in a hole in a toilet to some well, you just anonymous saved, anonymous person can suck your dick off. You've just saved everyone a, a Google. Yeah, but <laughs> I can't imagine that they were doing that sort of thing back in the 1500s, but I'm sure they were fucking blowing glass back then. Well, it'd be a dangerous manoeuvre because these kilns operate at like 2,000 degrees. Yeah, stick your dick in that. <laughs> You're definitely getting a blow. You're definitely getting blown when you stick your dick in there, like you're gonna blow your cock off. Well, well, maybe that's the icing on the cake. The show's called Blown Away. <laughs> Again, I think it's you. Like you're finding this shit funny. Is it because you spend most of your time hanging around with your kids that you just start to find things like that funny again, like you were yeah. when you're 13 or 14? Because yeah, you spend most of your life watching like Teen Titans and like kids' cartoons, like Boss Baby and stuff like that. Yeah, any any slightly adult humour sends you over the edge. Yeah. That's a sad indictment, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you about going back to The Sopranos. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos again lately. I just decided I'd start binge-watching it again. Do a rewatch, okay. Paulie. Yeah, Paulie, Paulie Warnarts. Paulie yeah. Gutierrez. He's one of my favourites on the show. Do you think that he was supposed to have been... A, like a, the, do you know how most shows have a, a sort of a comedy aspect to comic it comic relief do you reckon he was the comic relief yeah pretty pretty convincingly because yeah some of the shit he does like I'll, I'll sit there watching it and i'll just piss myself laughing and Catherine's like why are you laughing at sopranos i'm like this bloke's fucking hilarious but you look at the, the group of people i mean they're essentially a, a bunch of friends like every group of friends has that one person who's and and the way he's portrayed in the show is he's just a little bit dim like he's but just, he's a psycho as well they're mobsters, so yeah, that goes with the territory. No, I mean, like he's he's like the biggest psycho out of all of them, though, isn't he? But a lot of the times he would snap because of you know perceived slights to his ego. Yeah. And the overreaction is not a smart thing to do, right? If right. if you're if you're a tough guy, you also can have constraint and know when yeah to use it and when not to. So one of the, I remember one of the episodes he like beats a waiter to death in the car park, right? You might have got up to that one, but they argued over the tip. No, that wasn't him. Who did that? That was um, that was Silvio. No, the the one with the big nose. What's his name? The young guy. Oh, Chris. Chris Moltisante, I think. Pretty sure. No, I'm sure that was Paulie Walnuts. Oh, well, maybe it was. I'm not sure. We might fact check that one. Yeah. Let's see who who got that one right. Oh, but yeah, I'll get to it. By way of example, you know, what I mean, just an overreaction. Not a smart thing to well, do. Here's a good overreaction. This is one of the ones that was making me laugh. The episode when they got stuck out in the woods overnight oh, in the snow. Chasing the Russian guys? Yeah. yeah. And he, and and he, he loses... Just, they couldn't kill the Russian guys. Yeah. But <laughs> he loses his shoe in the snow. That's it. So he gets like a piece of carpet out of this abandoned van and ties it to his foot. <laughs> and as he's walking through the snow, it like falls off. So he, instead of just like trying to tie it back on and be calm about it, he's like, fuck this thing. He picks it up piffs it into the fucking snow and then pulls his gun out and fires three rounds <laughs> into the fucking piece of carpet. Yeah, so that's that's definitely poorly yeah. sort of summed up pretty neatly. Yeah, and and when um, they were talking about uh, Pussy, they were saying, oh, you know, feeling a bit sad about killing him and he's like, fuck that, I'd kill him again if I could. <laughs> Just like, who said shit like that? What a fucking idiot. He, he was um, an informant, right? Yeah, he was a rat. He was, he was wearing wire. That's right. That's, yeah, and in, in that gangster world, that's as bad, as bad as it gets. Pretty much. Sleep with the fishes. Well, that one did, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a classic show, The Sopranos. Yeah, love it. It's funny, that's probably when HBO was like, you know, creating that sort of high quality TV really sort of made their mark. Yeah. Through to, you know, just finishing uh, Game of Thrones, which was just a juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, it was good up until last season, I reckon, but anyway, Game of oh, Thrones wasn't, yeah. last season wasn't a massive fan. It's, it's but then again, they made Chernobyl, they were part of the part of the dudes making Chernobyl, and that was a kick-ass. Yeah, I think a lot of what happened with Game of Thrones is that you get to season seven, for, for creative people, that's a fair slog yeah. to try and keep a really high standard of quality as well, and they'd reached that point as well where they've gone way beyond the completed books. I think they could have, in my opinion, 
instead of having another season, they should have cashed out and had a big movie. Like a movie is the last episode because all they dragged that fucking season out, man. It was dragged out. They should have had like a two and a half hour movie and just... I reckon that would was have been. Was it dragged great. out though? It was only six episodes. Yeah, man. I was, just, I was sitting there going, oh, this is just fucking. This is just getting over done, weren't you? Yeah. I was, I've done enough at the end of it. <laughs> but it was that tricky thing as well where they'd created so many different storylines and they still didn't wrap up all of them, but they're trying to bring as much to a close as they can. Yeah. Because any dramatic work like that, it's about the arcs that characters follow, the development they go through. Yeah. So you're kind of trying to finish off at least the main characters. Yeah. And that's, you, it's almost that situation where you paint yourself into a corner where they've crewed, you know, the stories had followed so many different threads. Mm. Any attempt to bring them back together, like you ending up taking shortcuts or things of convenience to make it work. So it's, yeah, it's got to be a tough, tough thing to do. So talking about movies, obviously mm. big week, big news week for movies this week. <laughs> Top Gun. Maverick. Dropped, dropped the uh, dropped the trailer out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, just got dropped. You saw it's not coming out till next year, right? Doesn't matter, man. All I'm saying is just maybe keep some energy in reserve. Like, don't blow your wad now. I, I think I already did. <laughs> did. When you watched it, though, did you did you get, like, goosebumps? Yeah, oh, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I was programmed in the, in the early 90s to, you know, get that techno-military hard-on that movies like Top Gun give you. Do you think... Just straight off the bat, yes or no? Do you think it's going to be any good? I think they've done their very best. Do you think it's going to be a massive hit? Like, do you they, think they're going to make a fucking gazillion dollars? They'll, they'll turn a profit on the film. Do you think that it will be a bigger profit? Do you think it will be like hitting the heights of Marvel? Because I'm thinking the amount of people cracking a fat over this, I reckon it's going to be massive. I don't think it will set those kind of records. Why do you think they've release the trailer now I'm in my opinion they've got nearly a year to pu- to push to get people excited I reckon this is a marketing ploy to get more people to go and watch this movie I reckon it's going to be fucking massive dollar wise maybe my, my cynical take is that they've got in early before the next Persian War starts but we'll see how it goes <laughs> here's, here's the thing when they're marketing that film there's two main groups right there's people like us who are just like we're fans of the first film and it's like just straight up nostalgia yeah and that gets us in the seats and the same thing works for star wars and all that sort of shit um then the other side of the coin is people who younger than us or were never that into top gun to begin with how do you try and get them interested in the film so when you're talking your marvel universe because it's just an action blockbuster it's fairly broad appeal but something like that I don't know. I just feel like it's maybe just a little bit narrower in terms of what that market. Could yeah, I don't be. know, man. Look, the scenes, the scenes that they showed in the trailer, like having the sonic boom going off behind the planes as they were flying low on the river. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting tingles I now. I mean, how kids these days would be watching it? They'd still be going, oh yeah, that looks pretty sick. See, one of the sweet things about the original film was it was all, well, a lot of it was live action. Yeah, filming of naval jets right? do you think that this is as well yeah and now they've got like 8k digital cameras filming that shit yeah and it's incredible yeah so, so it's gonna I, be sick i think that stuff's gonna be visually it's gonna be mental out of this world yeah because again they've had the cooperation with the the u.s navy you know they've got all the all the hardware they could want to to film i, I was i was especially impressed with the fact that they used the same Dude, the same old dude that looks like Sturlo from the NRL footy show at the beginning of the... The CO? Yeah. No, it wasn't. That was Ed Harris. The other dude was the principal from Back to the Future. No, it was the same dude, man. I I will bet you $50 right here and now that it was Ed Harris and not the old... The dude from the original film. Righto. I'm I'm, (laughs) going to IMDB this shit. Fact check it. Yeah. But yeah, if you go back and look at that question of Will it break records? How much cash can it bring in? I mean, before Marvel did their thing, the Marvel, Captain Marvel, you're a fucking maniac. <laughs> um, the all-time champ was Titanic, right? I didn't know that Tim Robbins was Merlin. Yeah. Damn. Which is it's not very realistic considering he's like six foot four. Yeah, he wouldn't fit in. He plane. wouldn't fit in anything. <laughs> yeah, and um, Titanic, right? Was the the previous heavyweight box office champ. 
again, the, the appeal of that was enormous. Pretty much, if you're a chick or you're in a relationship with a chick, you're watching that movie. That's who was watching Titanic and it made a bajillion dollars. Jennifer Connelly's in the new one. Right, she was... John Hamm. There's a sexy man. Do you know who else is in it? They didn't show this shit in there. Iceman's in it. Kilmar? Yeah. Has to be. That's awesome. See, that... You know, me, what, that... you know what? You're right. It was Ed Harris. Damn. Does that mean I won $50? I didn't shake nobody's hand. I'll take the satisfaction of being right. See, Kelly McGuinness isn't in it. Is she even alive? Yeah, she's still alive. And, and still butt ugly. Imagine if you did a, a face app of her today. Oh. It'd be a skeleton. No, that's what she looks like now, apparently. Yeah, again, good good podcast content, Dave. Yeah, excellent. Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, she was never that good looking to begin with, was she? I don't... What were they thinking having her in there? Oh, uh, she's all right. Are you serious? Well, you have to remember as well, it was a, a teacher-student dynamic that they were going for. So, you know... Creepy. Had... That sounds creepy already. I don't necessarily disagree, but that's what happened. She was an instructor. Yeah. Oh. Keep seeing this movie in a whole new way. No, no, no. I mean, I get. I mean, I watched, <laughs> but I still don't understand. You know, I would have thought in that type of movie they would have used somebody that's a little bit more attractive. You know, intelligence can be sexy, right? But she didn't come off intelligent that that intelligent in that movie. No, but that was her role. She was a, you know, the the expert in the field. The expert in the field that didn't know shit. Oh, well, no, versus someone who just happened to be in the right place at the right time and saw yeah. a jet up close. Oh, anyway. I'll, I'll be so I'll be keeping my t-shirt ready, to, the one that I've got with the Top Gun t-shirt that's got, because I was inverted, <laughs> written on the front of it. This is, so the really dangerous thing to do in any film is to set your expectations too high. You've got to try and go in cool, cool about it. Otherwise, it's just too much risk that you'll be disappointed. Yeah. How many times do you think you're going to watch Top Gun now between now and when it comes out to watch it? I don't need to. It's you're basic, not going to watch it at all? Basically memorized. Did you see on the trailer that they also had, they also, it looks like they're going to have a uh, volleyball scene as well. Yeah, they're doing something, weren't they? What was, the fuck was that about? The shirt's off. I wonder how much CGI went into airbrushing Tom's pecs. Oh, Tom Cruise is ripped. He's still ripped. He's 50-ish old, isn't that, you know, the, only so much you I'm, can do in the gym. I'm pretty sure he's still pretty ripped, man. Because uh, they they do a lot of digital de-aging now for these superstars. Do they? You pretty much get your own little team of visual effects guys that go in and smooth out the wrinkles. <sighs> Maybe you have to do that in a few years' time, I reckon. I, I disagree with the practice. I mean, there's two aspects to it. There's It always has the risk it looks a bit fake. Yeah. But keeping these old dudes in these sort of roles, are you really sort of choking off opportunities for other actors coming up? You know what I mean? Like if all your action stars are in their 50s, it's a bit bit weird. What the fuck is going on outside? Dog fights. Jesus. It's like a fucking menagerie out there. <laughs> and you feel the serenity. <sighs> but I'm with you, man. I'm pretty excited, but that philosophy of just trying to contain the excitement. Just, oh, yeah, I'm, just, just I'm, I'm excited, but I'm not going mental. I think the main thing I thought the trailer was missing was the, the sense of humour. I think a lot of the... <laughs> Fucking dogs. I think a lot of your... My sort of... The iconic scenes from Top Gun are some of the humorous scenes, right? Where there's... I thought there was a bit of humour in the trailer when, there was, when he, he was saying, you know... You should be a two-star general by now. You know, wh- no. why not? And he was just like, that's just one of life's little mysteries. Okay. And that's it, it's funny because instead of actually explaining... That wasn't the, a joke, though. <laughs> no, but it, it kind of is. Because when you think about it, it's like, instead of coming up with an actual storyline as to why, why he's not a two-star general, he's just like, yeah, move on. It's, and it's an easy way in a movie to just go, who gives a fuck? Just move on. You gotta... No, if you think about this, like, the question he's asking is, what have you done with your life? You're still here doing the same shit you were doing 30 years ago. If he loves it. That make, that's no, why. That's setting someone up as a tragic character. If if they've achieved nothing in their life, if all they've got is flying jets, like, the point is, that's going to come to an end sooner or later. Like he says, you're a dying breed. There's yeah. people like you don't exist anymore. And usually that happens for a reason, right? But he, he's loving it. 
He's still loving it, so let him get on with it. No, I, I disagree. I think it's, it's portraying him as that sort of tragic figure that's trapped in a in a in a rut. And yeah. again, a dramatic work is about well, what are you going to do about it? Like, how does he make a change for the better or worse? Do you know anything about movies? I don't think it has to be like. <laughs> I mean, you can take whatever you want from the movie. If Absolutely you enjoy true. It. Absolutely true. You can just go, yeah, he blew up the bad guys. Yeah, well, if that's America, like, fuck yeah. If that's, if that's what you enjoy from the movie, then fuck it. Who gives a prop? Who gives a fuck? Oh, look, man, we should, should get Josh back in for some movie analysis. Yeah. I think he'd be with me. That's why. <laughs> Do you reckon? It's, it's worth saying, good job last week, boys. Yeah. You guys did a good job. Yeah, uh, we None of the listeners have heard an apology yet for you not turning up. I mean, I know you had to go away with your family, but it's a bit, a bit doggy. Really. Oh, I'll just explain to you the scenario. It was pretty much use them or lose them time for those Cinecore tickets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys did a good job. And Josh especially sort of hit his stride, I thought, chatting about the, the movies, the Spider-Man. It's his forte. Yeah. And he, yeah. He, he's not a big fan of the old acupuncture. Oh, he's just talking about the science, man. He's well, I don't know. I, I still disagree with that one. I think <laughs> I think they've proven that acupuncture does work in some respect, but to a placebo effect, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, good, good job, and it was a surreal experience listening to it actually, because I kept on wanting to join the conversation. I'm like, well, yeah, but I'll be talking to myself, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So no, good job, and absolute highlight was chatting about land porn. Oh yeah, that, that brings back some memories. <laughs> What, you used to like the Lamporn? I, I wasn't. I was there to play games. Well, this brings me on to something. Because I, I, I brought it up in the last one. Yeah. And I feel I feel a little bit like... Oh, I, God, just let it go, Dave. Yeah, no, no. You, call, you, you <laughs> turned around and you said I was the dickhead, right? But... There's a you, good chance we were both dickheads. Uh, I, feel, I, I feel like we were playing shenanigans. And what better shenanigans would it be to kill everybody in one foul swoop? But... Someone got a little bit moody about it and booted me off the server. It happens. Look, oh, oh, don't brush past it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you told the story in excruciating detail. The whole, and it brought back some memories for me, because the whole point of, again, that game, Battle for Vietnam, doing the, the chopper lift, it was actually really, really difficult to do. Yeah. And it was basically the first time we'd actually gotten it right. And then I killed everyone. It fucking blew us up. <laughs> so yeah, that, but... that fed the frustration. So there was like, we call that a mitigating circumstance, maybe. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there was kind of like a, a, a tacit agreement of like, hang on, we're just trying to sort this out and get it to work. And then boom, blows up. <laughs> just as we got the hang of it. Well, I didn't think I was going to hit you, to be honest with you, because I've, I've never been able to fly <laughs> the jet in, in um, Battlefield before, but managed to... I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy you've been able to forgive and forget and move on, though. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Not, not being sarcastic. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that griefing in games is still as popular as ever. Like, there's basically entire games that are set up almost, it seems to be that are designed to allow people to have that type of mischief. And, I mean, it's almost... My kids do it to me. Like, we play Minecraft at home, you know, on a multiplayer map, and I'll be building away, having fun, and then, boom, get killed, get, like, an arrow to the back. Kids are laughing their asses off. Yeah. So, did you see that someone um, or some people had spent the last two or three years building the whole Lord of the Rings set on Minecraft, like the whole set, including the massive castles and everything? I, I don't know how to react to that. On one hand, impressive. On the other hand, what the fuck are they doing with the their lives? Saddest lost? thing I ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I know it's impressive, but sad as fuck too. I mean, I get it. Like people get their obsessions, get into something. Yeah, and becomes a, a labour of love and who's that going to impress though the only people like you're only impressing other other dorks really yeah like no one else cares about that it's not like I read a great uh, story during the week about the firefighters who saved the Notre Dame Cathedral right when it well, went we'll save some of it yep no like the, the implication was if they hadn't acted as well as they did the whole place would have just collapsed it would have been game yeah, right. over fair enough so, yeah, some dudes build Notre Dame Cathedral. Most people can appreciate that. You build Notre Dame in Minecraft? Fucking hell. It's not quite the same, is it? No, I reckon it probably still... You've got to be pretty dedicated to your craft, though, to be sitting there doing that shit in Minecraft. I, 
think yeah i think most people would dispute it <laughs> yeah from a qualitative point of view yeah the the real world cathedral maybe scores a few more points so changing the subject a little bit al i just want to touch on something kind of big note myself a little bit here so next week i'm i'm racing and alan's going to be my team manager um racing in the five hour and i'm feeling like before i was already not you know i wanted to do it but you know wasn't too bothered about doing it and uh I was a little bit, a little bit worried because I'm racing in a couple of weeks afterwards up Phillip Island, but now I'm actually starting to stress, really starting to stress because it's been confirmed that Troy Bayliss, World Superbike Champion, I think he might have even won twice, maybe two, two-time World Superbike right. Champion. He didn't he also ride in in Bayliss was in MotoGP, wasn't he? I think he did wildcard stuff for Ducati a couple of times. Yeah, so he's MotoGP rider, World Superbike Champion, yep. Australian Superbike rider. He's he's <laughs> he's he's somehow he's in the race. Well, I don't know how to well, say somehow. Somehow I got in the fucking race, but I, I think it's pretty cool that he's you're gonna be racing in the same race as Troy Bayless. But honestly, I don't understand why that would stress you out. It, I'm stressed out because I know, I know how slow I am on the track. Like I'm not that not that fast. I I don't go there with any delusions that I'm gonna win anything. I just go there to have fun. Argue over the third place trophy. Yeah, uh, third third place for <laughs> D grade too. Um, but. Yeah, I'm not going there to win anything. I know I'm not going to win anything. I'm going for fun. So what what changes with Troy Bayless in the mix? So that extra level of of speed difference between myself and the fast guys is going up another notch because we're going from you know some some of the guys that I race with at the moment around Eastern Creek they're you know 20 25 seconds a lap quicker than me sometimes some of the guys 20 seconds. Yeah. Damn. It's a big difference. Now we're stepping into the territory of guys that are going to be 35, possibly 40 seconds a lap quicker. Now, I'm going to get lapped by these dudes every three to four laps. Yeah, but that's... But uh, the, that... the, the charge down speed that they're beginning coming up to me, it's going to be in a corner. If that happens on turn one at Eastern Creek, that's some scary fucking shit, man. That's a big part of endurance racing, though, is usually the field is composed of different skill levels or different yeah different machinery but they've they've changed the way that they're doing the safety cars this year so last year with the safety cars what they did i, I didn't race in it and I'm, I'm only going off of what i saw they had the safety car going and, and every lap certain riders could go past right so they'd get it back into like fastest dudes at the front through to i think that's how it worked yeah. whereas this year they're not doing that shit everyone just holds station you hold station wherever you are on the track whoever's first up to the back of the safety car that's them yeah and then they're just going to pull a safety car in Restart. and and you're not allowed to overtake until you go past the green flag, which is going to be down the end of the pit straight just before you go into turn one. So if you're one of the oh slow dudes like me <laughs> and you've got all the fast dudes behind you, they're going to fucking mob you going into turn one and it is going to be scary shit. So, I mean, turn one's a left-hander, you just pull to the right and just no, keep fuck out of No, fuck no, 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 no. See, this is what I thought too. And then somebody said no, because you're putting yourself on all the dirty shit and then you're giving yourself more potential to fall off plus you've got all the guys on the inside that go and help sure. the leather on cold tires that could lose it and take you out with them Jorge, you're better Jorge Lorenzo style you're better off <laughs> holding the inside line and make them go around you so instead of taking a racing line exit you might just exit narrow stay closer to the well inside. I do usually on the start anyway because at turn you go around turn one I always pull into the into the inside of turn one early so that I'm on the inside, so I don't have anybody wipe me out. And then when I go into turn two, I stay tight coming out of turn one, and then into turn two, so I'm tight into that one as well. So I've All got right. the inside line on, on the first three corners. Well, that sounds like for a restart, you'd probably get away with the same philosophy, but at the same time, you might be jostling with other dudes with the same idea. Yeah, I, I I've come to the I've come to the realization that I think I might just be better off. If the pace car cut or the safety car comes out, I might just pit and let someone else go back out from the team because I don't think I want to do it. Uh, as your team manager, I'm going to overrule that. Well, that unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't get to overrule <laughs> the riders, which is one good thing. What am I supposed to do? I can tell you now, I'm going to be limiting any chance of me having an accident during that race. Big I think time. it's fair enough, especially when you're, it's your first enduro event. And and I've got and I'm so committed to going to Philippines in you know three weeks afterwards. I really don't want to have to try and 
spend three weeks trying to fix a bike or myself. Look, I mean, you've, you've turned a fair few laps at Eastern Creek, man. I reckon once you're out there and running, you'll be in the groove, you'll be right. Yeah, but I'm starting to feel like I'm almost getting to that level of professional rider with the amount of money that I've been forking out and trying to get my body right for the track. I've been, I've had a really bad neck for the last couple of months. I've been pounding myself at the chiropractor nearly every week trying to get my neck sorted out. I've got a problem with my arm and I'm like physio in every week <laughs> just to be ready for this race next week. It's mental. <laughs> oh, you know, if it doesn't work out, there's always cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. In switch disciplines. What's what's the money like in cornhole? Any good money, is it? Apparently, again, these dudes in the US reckon they're making a living out of it. Yeah. So. It can't be that hard to be get professional into that shit, can it? Depends how good you are. Yeah, I'd guess some of it would have to be some sort of level of, of entertainment, like the personality having some sort of entertainment as well, wouldn't it? Maybe that attracts the sponsorship dollars. Bankable face. Yeah. Charming personality, so... Oh. If well, any sponsors want to, any sponsors want to jump on board, <laughs> you know, now we're getting famous with our podcast. Any sponsors want to jump on board and sponsor me to get into cornhole? I'm all for it, because I think I think my career in motorcycling is probably going to come to an end very soon if oh, I'm not careful. <laughs> you got to think positive, dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm just you're, you're only one corner away from out of the game. I think this is what comes clear with these top tier motorbike riders. Like, they'll be in a practice session, they'll crash a bike, they'll jog back to the garage and get a freshie and just go back out and start banging out the same lap like, no, no fucks given, that's a problem. Whereas, whereas I'm, before I even go out, I'm like, stressing out. Well, there must, there must be part of their brain that's missing, broken, doesn't work properly, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, no. They probably still feel fear, but I don't know. It doesn't phase them or something, I don't know. Yeah, the, that, that last race that I, I went to, I was... I was starting to feel physically sick before I went out that's how that's how nervous I was yeah I can understand that yeah anyway fun and games we were right flying penguins will we'll get through yeah oh I think we might call this one short this week because we've got a we're gonna we're actually we're gonna let the cat out of the bag we're gonna record two podcasts tonight so we're gonna do this week's and we're gonna do next week's tonight because of the fact that I'm racing next weekend. You're already planning how you're going to crash. No, no. Well, I'm not, I'm not planning. I don't want to crash. I just... I'm, we could do this from the hospital. Yeah, yeah. We might, this might be all I'll have left. All I can do is talk. We'll play, play this at the memorial. Yeah. Because he crashed and burned to death. Oh, thanks. I hope not. <laughs> anyway, hopefully, hopefully I'll be here next week. Well, I will be because we're recording it now, but you know what I mean. There goes the magic. Yeah.